Welcome to Techno and Travel, the podcast of Tunes and Wings. My name is Sabine Spätling and today I'll take you on a green journey with the topic sustainability in clubs. And Village Underground in London is a good role model for how to um, act in a green way in the club scene and as you may know Village Underground is not only a club where acts like Trick and Adriatic are playing but it's also a space for creativity and culture in London and in addition to being a cultural center Village Underground is an ecological project and yeah the venue has a commitment to environmental sustainability within different projects And Laura, the events manager of Village Underground, will tell us a bit about it. So in this podcast episode, we are talking about the Village Underground's understanding of environmental sustainability, how Laura banned plastic straws from the club, to what extent sustainability is a governmental or club topic, how clubs easily can start to walk the green path, practical tips for people that want to introduce a green culture to clubs and which highlight the club's offering in 2019. So enjoy! Laura, so good to have you in the podcast interview today. You're um, in the UK right now. I'm in Berlin, so we have a meeting via phone, um, yeah. which is also very nice. I hope I will make it to Village Underground one day. Oh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so a short introduction about you. You are events manager at Village Underground. That's right, yeah. So Village Underground is an independent arts venue in London. We've been mm -hmm. open for almost 12 years. And the way that we are able to stay independent is that we have a, a small fraction of our dates available for private uh, partners to come and book us for product launches or conferences or even weddings. Um, so I handle all of the uh, the booking for those events. Mm -hmm. um, but I also... Uh, dip my toes in into those on behalf of the venue as well just like ecology mm -hmm. um i think the last sentence um it, it uh, the connection wasn't really good could you maybe repeat um what is your role in the sustainable topic of the venue Sure. So I don't necessarily have um, a direct role in the sustainability or ecology mm -hmm. of Village Underground, but it's something that we try to be focused on uh, in general across all of our processes. Um, but I'm lucky enough to be able to um, manage my time to be able to dip my toes into subjects that I'm passionate about. And one of them is the ecology of the venue, which is why we're talking today. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, um, absolutely. I mean, Village Underground is not only a club where it acts like, I mean, in the next time you have Trick, you have Adriatic, you have Anthem, but it's also a space for, like, let's say, creativity and culture in London. And, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and it has like this, um, or what is surrounded by that is the ecological project and the commitment to environmental sustainability, right? 
For sure, yeah. We also have a not-for-profit arm, Village Underground Projects, which um, comprises some recycled shipping containers and mm-hmm. uh, and tube carriages, uh, which we're quite famous for. People walk past and are quite surprised to see some London tube carriages on a rooftop. Yeah. But those have been repurposed to be um, workspace that we um, rent out at a subsidised rate to local small businesses and artists. So we've also got a community of makers within the recycled environment. Um, and you're also working together with the government, right? Um, or you're you're having some different campaigns together with the government to um, maintain culture in and and arts in London, right? Yeah, I mean, we work London, um, I think it was two years ago now, um, got our first night czar, which was a role appointed by the mayor of London to make sure that um, the nighttime economy in London is maintained, um, mm-hmm. but it's also maintaining the standards that is demanded of it. Um, so we've worked with Amy LeMay, the night czar, and we've also recently opened a new venue um, in Hackney. Um, in- in September 2018. So um, we work closely with um, the local authority and the government to be able to make sure that we're keeping London nightlife at its best. Yeah, that's very nice. So um, one of the reasons um, why I wanted to talk to you is your um, involvement in a campaign that got started by the Evening Standard in London and or in the UK in general, and it's called The Last Straw. Can you tell us a bit more about this campaign? Sure. So um, I'll be honest and say that our involvement in that particular campaign wasn't very um, heavy or pronounced, but Mm -hmm. it's because we'd already done everything that the Evening Standard was encouraging other people to do. Um, So I believe the Evening Standard Last Draw campaign was last summer. Um, and we, in March 2017, stopped giving out uh, plastic straws at our bar unless people asked for them. Yes. Um, it, yeah, the, the idea came, um, I was actually at one of the club nights at Village Underground, mm-hmm. uh, having loads of fun. It was great. Um, and I went to the bar to get a drink and I had two straws put in my drink. Mm. And they were those little thin red plastic straws. And I used them to stir my drink and I threw them in the bin. And I thought, those straws have been just been used for about five seconds. Like how much time and energy, money and resource is going to go into recycling them? So the next week at work, I had a look into it and found out that straws are incredibly difficult to recycle. Yeah. Um, and very few local authorities have the resources to be able to recycle that type of plastic. And um, also found out the statistic, which is quite widely known now, that straws on average are used for 20 to 45 seconds, mm. but then are on our planet for 450 years. Um, wow. So, yeah, that really struck me as well. Um, I went to the team after that and proposed that we stop giving out straws and only give them out if people ask for them. Because I do also understand that um, in certain situations and people with different abilities, you may need um, to have the use of a straw with your drink. Yeah, that was early March 2017. And um, within, I think it was four months, our bar manager reported 
that we were serving 70% less straws on average every night, uh, which was already a great step. Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, and a few months after that, we started serving exclusively uh, paper straws in the venue. Mm -hmm. So we no longer have any plastic straws in the venue at all. But in regards to the Evening Standard Last Straw campaign, they got in touch with us and just said, would you be willing to be behind it and part of it? And we said, yeah, absolutely. It's something we believe in and we've been doing for two years now. So yeah. let's go for it. Absolutely. And what was, I mean, this is really great that um, also the bar managers say, okay, we, we do that and we try it and we um, include that in our bar. So what was the reaction of your guests? Yeah, you're, you know, you're absolutely right. I felt very lucky that um, I wasn't greeted with people looking at me like I was crazy. Yeah. Everyone was on board immediately and I felt very supported by the, you know, the wonderful people that I work with. And people had a great reaction to it, honestly. We we had some um, fantastic posters um, that my colleague made behind the bar with a really strong graphic of, of the straws. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the great things about straws is that they are so colourful. So if you do need to do any kind of advertising around them, you can just use them as their own eye catcher. Yeah. Um, And we had a very simple poster behind the bar explaining, you know, a straw on average is used for 20 seconds and is on the planet for 450 years. Mm -hmm. We are making this choice to take one step closer to being single-use plastic-free. If you'd like a straw, we'll be happy to give you one. Just please ask for it. Mm -hmm. So if there was any other confusion, any of our staff could direct the gaze to the poster and, and the explanation would be there and evident. So it was, you know, it was received well. And I think that there's an awareness that has been growing, especially over the past few years in London. We are by no means um, leading the way in this city in terms of ecology. But mm -hmm. th I think the awareness has been growing. And it's, it's so easy when you start to look at these things to see how much single-use plastic is used often unnecessarily in our lives and in our day-to-day -day interactions. And I think going to see an amazing DJ, going to a rave, going to see a band, there's no exception in that. Absolutely. And I mean, in every part of our lives, we should have a look on the environment around us. And um, if it's the rave, part of our life yes also included there and see what you can do to make the world a better place right absolutely yeah and actually on the rave subject um you know we we get through a lot of bottled water in our 6 a.m finish club nights yeah um and we've been using a company called bellu uh, for our bottled water for a long long time um they are a 100 carbon neutral uh company they support water aid who are a water charity and uh their bottles are made of 50 recycled plastic and are completely recyclable um we've also made the change to um pet plastic on all of our glassware so it's all 100 recyclable and it's recycled itself mm -hmm. um so since we made this step um to change over to um first limiting straws and then And paper straws we've been you know that that was a catalyst to kind of roll us forward and look at how else we can be handling yeah. things better on our bar for the for the ecology of the world yeah and i mean how was the process um internally in in the village underground from the idea to really the execution to the result um about the 
rebuttals about the straws was it really like you really had to convince people or um, also your process um, did you have different options in mind uh, also in terms of the straws sure, maybe yeah. that you tested um, how was that it was so pleasingly simple it was delightful mm -hmm. I I remember we um, I put the idea of the straws to the team on the Tuesday and we got the posters printed and we decided to roll it out for our club nights that weekend so it was it was fast it was simple and it was very effective and it was great to see the change happen almost immediately yeah um we've, we've been working with Bailey for a number of years um so that was an easy choice for us and then the glasses you know we have to make sure that It's cost effective for us because we yes. use so many of them. Um, we have to, you know, there's there's lots of different kind of um, small balances in the measure for that. Mm. But um, it wasn't a hard process by any means. And we all understand that it's it's work that we're doing for a greater cause as well. So it just makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, yeah, this is always the excuse of so many locations saying, yeah, we would do it, but it's far more expensive. What is I think there, there are so many options on the market mm -hmm. now. And, you know, we, we are, um, even though we're an independent arts venue, we are in in a privileged position because we have been open for over a decade. We have a great regular program. We can depend most of the time on having, you know, sold out shows. We, you know, we're, we're not a small new venue mm. who is um, perhaps more financially unstable than we are. So we do have the privilege of being able to invest in certain areas of this. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, another example is that we use 100% ecotricity. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just the case of changing your, your energy provider over. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a more expensive option. And I would also put to the people who say it's too expensive that, you know, the moment that we decided to stop just offering straws willy-nilly, we were serving 70% less. So we were actually saving money as an organization. So there are ways to get around it. Yeah. And would you say to what extent do you think it's a governmental topic or a self-responsible topic for the clubs? I think... I think it's on every single level, Sabine. I think mm -hmm. just as, you know, there was that big report that came out last year that was encouraging individuals to change many different aspects of their lifestyle to save the planet. I think it's it's down to the individual, it's down to the organizations, it's down to the conglomerates, it's down to big business, and it's down to our government on every level as well, whether it's local or worldwide. I think that there are changes that could be made in so many ways. And yes, the individual can make a difference, but you know, we don't need to, we don't need to pin it all on the individual, but it does, it, it starts with you with any change yeah. that you want to make in the world. So I think also something that the experience taught me was to not be scared to come forward with the idea of a change because yeah, change is scary, but I, I walked into that meeting with the idea And in my kind of cachet, in my back pocket, I'd done my research and I had all of these statistics I could roll out if anyone 
everyone came at me and was like, oh, no, you know, straws are fine or this is fine or it'll cost us too much money. I was armed, ready with, yeah. with the facts to be able to present to them. And I didn't even have to because everyone accepted the idea so readily. So don't be scared to change it too. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think you're really a pioneer in terms of the club scene about sustainability. So you already mentioned some examples. You mentioned the straw topic that you changed, electricity, the bottles. Um, what is your um, spectrum of things that you currently do in terms of sustainability and environment within Village sure. Underground? Yeah, well... Gosh, I've mentioned a lot of them already, but, um, you know, our offices themselves are recycled. They're shipping containers and tube carriages. Mm -hmm. We are 100% ecotricity, which is green energy. Um, we are an active member of our local zero emissions network. Mm -hmm. um, I mentioned the company that we use for our bottled water as well, being 100% carbon neutral and being um, a supporter of water aid. Um, you know, so much of um, our environment at Village Underground is repurposed. Our, our staircases, our furniture, our flooring, um, you know, all of the, 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 the water walkways on our rooftop are all reclaimed railway sleepers um we have a, a herb garden on our rooftop that we try to grow vegetables and herbs in during the summertime right. all of the containers for that are, are all made of repurposed materials as well um and it's so i mean, I mean well, it's kind I of guess. top to toe yeah what's that um i think the fruits and everything it, it tastes much better um, when you grow it on your own right <laughs> that's yeah, another additional benefit <laughs> Of course. And even though we're, you know, Shoreditch is, um, you know, very central in London. Um, we have construction, as you may be able to hear in the background, we have construction <laughs> going on all around us. Um, very busy um, thoroughfare for traffic and, and people. Um, but we've got, you know, big, beautiful lavender plants on our rooftop that attract bees and wasps. We've had, a, um, we've had our own honey um, beehive on the rooftop that one of our um, tenants has been looking after to create our own kind of village underground Shoreditch honey in the past couple of years. Um, we, you know, even though we're surrounded by concrete, we've tried to create a small green space to contribute to our local environment in that way as well. It's a small, tiny footprint, but like we were just saying, it, it always starts with you. Yeah, absolutely. And imagine you've got someone um, working at the club in front of you and who's really eager to start this green path within um, the club that he or she is working in. What can you recommend and which advices can you give? Yeah, that's a really good question. And um, I think that there have been so many changes that have happened at Village Underground and they've all come from different people. And they've all come from something as small as stirring your drink with a straw and throwing it away so my advice I suppose would be to not be scared to to raise your voice because it's an important issue um but I would also say to start small if you're worried about it because um you know we started with just small little ideas like changing our straws over to, to paper on not offering straws out at all unless someone asks for them or changing our energy provider. Like you don't have to do everything in one fell swoop. You can take it step by step, knowing that every step you take is better for the world you live in. Yeah. Great. 
Thanks for the good tips. <laughs> um, I hope so. <laughs> so the year 2019 just started um, and I believe there are many things and many projects that come to life this year. Um, what are the highlights you're especially looking forward to? At Village Underground. Oh my goodness, in terms of events and, and what we have going on? Everything. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm very much looking forward to our Christmas party on Monday. We're finally going to get to let our hair down. So that's going to be great. <laughs> We always manage to have excellent parties because I think people that throw parties love to have them as well. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be fun. Uh, we opened our new venue in September last year. Um, and as part of that venue, we have a restaurant, uh, which is opening in February. Oh my gosh, we're February now, now. Oh gosh. Yeah, so we're opening in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and our chef there is, um, I mean, kind of on the same topic of, of what we've been speaking about. He's, um, very invested in, um, sustainability and finally be able to sit down and eat dinner and enjoy a delicious glass of wine at our new restaurant earth kitchen i think that's going to be really exciting um we've already got some massive acts um you know lots of them returning to village underground it's so gratifying to see these amazing djs who have played in the years previously wanting to come back experience our sound system and our crowd again uh, it's always so much fun um lots of wonderful private events booked in as well And um, it'll be great to see how Earth, our new Dalton venue, grows this mm -hmm. year. How um, how we can, you know, keep keep art spreading throughout Hackney. Um, but we're also involved in a charity at our new venue, um, which is going to be working with um, local youths in Hackney and training them up in different um, sound technician techniques and, and working with different bands and people. We're going to have a sound studio built in our basement so that they can all come and work on it. So it's, yeah, I suppose just, just excited to see us continue to grow. It's really exciting. Yeah, I really like the concept. Um, I didn't make it to Village Underground in London yet, but I saw part of it in your partner village in uh, Lisbon. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, this is really nice. And I like the holistic concept, um, taking a look at all the parts that, um, yeah, actually the rave culture is, is um, surrounding. So I hope I will make it to your wonderful place soon. And um, oh, please do let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for the insights. Any last recommendation, tip, whatever you want to give the green activists within the rave uh, society um, within this, this podcast? Oh my goodness. Well, I would just say thank you because I don't consider myself a green activist necessarily. <laughs> I could definitely be doing more to, um, to make our planet a better place. So thank you to anyone who considers themselves one and, and keep on fighting the good fight. Yeah. And thank you for raising this topic and thank you for the interview. Oh, and my pleasure. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. You Laura. too. <laughs> Thanks. Yes, this topic is a really, really important one. And thank you, Laura, for being a role model in this topic. And um, 
yeah, bringing those different great projects to life. And yeah, please feel free to share this episode with people you might think they could be interested in. And maybe you know people working in a club or um, promoters or whatever that could benefit of this episode. And Yeah, that this episode also gives some good examples of how people can easily um, start to walk the green path in their own world. Thank you so much for listening. Rock and roll and stay tuned. So I've been thinking along and I've been